What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Cash It. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. What's up, Ronis? Uh, I, I got to tell you, man, I, knowing that the Mets are doing well, I, I think it was on Sirius XM what I said. I, I had you. I think it was when I had you come in to wish Jim Bowden a happy birthday. I even said, I was like, Ronis would be in a great mood. Mets are doing well. How are you? Ah, they lost on Tuesday. I'm in a bad mood again. Uh, Tyler McGill sucks. <laughs> um, you can't win every game. No, they have to now. They're in a position where they started slowly. But, yeah, look, there's good things with the Mets. But, I mean, Buck Showalter is really starting to get on my nerves. Like, you're hearing all this reporting about how Francisco Alvarez is showing up early to the ballpark and is eager to learn and get better. And then Gary Sanchez starts on over him on Tuesday when they were off on Monday. Alvarez had probably one of the biggest hits this year so far with that home run in the ninth against the Rays. Like we're sitting him for Gary Sanchez. Get the fuck out of here. And then, you know, <laughs> Jeff McNeil is sitting. Why? Because Drew's smiley's on the mound. Like, why are we playing? And then Viento. All right, fine. He started on Tuesday, but you pinch it for him for Daniel Vogelbach. I'm sick of this guy. I don't want to see Vogelbach. I don't want to see Kana. Let Beatty play every day. Let Vientos play. Vientos started hitting righties in the minor leagues. He had an OPS of over 1.1. He cut down his strikeout rate. Like, if you're going to call the guy up, just let him play. And if he sucks, send him back down. But just play these guys. And Buck Showalter is so reluctant to play these young guys. I just, I can't stand Vogelbach anymore, man. I mean, he's just not good. Like, how does he not see it? Just, and Mark Hanna too. Like, I don't want to see these guys play. Even if the young guys fail, and we know we've, we've seen a lot of rookies come up this year. They've been bit aggressively in fab. Some of them have hit. Some of them flopped, right? Jordan Walker was drafted real early. He's in the minor leagues right now. He's finally started to hit in the minor leagues. Maybe he comes back up soon. So, yes, all these guys are not going to come through, but the Mets have these veterans who suck. So just let these young guys play. So that's the one thing that really bothered me about Tuesday in that lineup uh, with Buck Showalter. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, I, I I get it, and I and I saw a big buzz about that, big, very big scuttlebutt about the uh, about McNeil sitting, about Gary Sanchez playing. You know, Buck is uh, he's he's old school. He loves his uh, his he loves his uh, established players, and I know I get it. Your your established players all blow, so you know it's like you might as well ride the uh, ride the kids. I'm not a hundred percent sure why Buck is doing it. Maybe. Uh, Maybe we can uh, we can hit up Jim Bowden and see if he can uh, get us some uh, some insight into why that's happening there. But man, I mean, you can't argue against Buck Showalter's track record. There's a guy who maybe hasn't won the World Series or did Buck exactly. You know, he has, you know, but it's uh, he always gets fired, and then the year after yes, he's yeah. there, then the team wins the World Series. Yeah, with the Yankees and the D-backs. No, I agree, but at the same time, you know. Uh, it's just, I again, I just don't think it makes sense what he's doing right now. And, yeah, he had a great year last year, got them the 100 wins. But, again, in the end, they did not come through in a postseason. And, you know, the goal for this team with all the money they're spending is to win in the postseason. And you could say, well, they haven't won in a while. Why? No, that's – if you're going to spend that money – and, again, baseball is kind of wide open right now. I know we both believe – well, at least – before the year, and maybe you've changed your opinion, but I think we both feel the Braves are probably the best team, but they have issues right now, man, with their pitching, uh, with um, Max Freed and Wright being out. 
they're still fine. They're four and a half up on the Mets. Um, and they're slumping a little bit, but it is kind of wide open when you look at it right now. I know the Rays are 20 above 500, but I don't think anyone believes that they're going to continue this pace. I don't know how the Orioles are 31 and 17 with their pitching staff. I mean, give them a ton of credit, but like, I don't see them long-term having the pitching. I know the Yankees got off to a slow start, but we knew they would be fine. I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, so they're 10 above 500 and Obviously, the AL Central, no one is a threat. In the AL West, I mean, you never count Houston out, even though they have issues too. Luis Garcia out for the year, or Kitty, probably the all-star break. They've been kind of banged up. They're not the same offense uh, that they have been in the past. I mean, the Rangers have scored almost 100 more runs than them. So the Rangers' offense has been great. With the Rangers, it's like, okay, well, are we buying this? I think the offense is really good. And they've done this without DeGrom so far. Nate Eovaldi has just been unbelievable. He's thrown at least eight innings in four of his last five starts in two complete games. Of course, long-term, the injuries with him, you know, is that going to hold up? And then National League, I mean, the Dodgers, what an organization, man. Because everyone was like, oh, this team, they're not as good. They're not going to be there. It's the Padres. Yeah, okay. Padres, four on the 500. Uh, they're struggling. Dodgers, 12 above 500, just finding a way to get it done. Uh, but there's really, to me, there's like no team where you go, oh, that team, that's the team. So that's why, you know, there's a chance here. If the Mets can put things together and you can't be losing these games, here's why. Look what happened last year. The Mets had such a great year and the last couple the weeks, the second half. right, the last, not the second half, it was more September. You know what, though? If you go back and look at the records, it was really more the Braves not losing than the Mets shitting the bed. It's easy to say that because the Mets were in first place, what, I think the last week of the season. But yes, they shit the bed against the Braves. Can't dispute that. But it's not like the Mets imploded and lost 20 of 30. It was the Braves didn't lose. So they left themselves a little margin for error. But, you know, if you go back and you could do this with every team. Oh, if they didn't blow this lead, if they didn't lose that. That's why the games are important because I had said it. You know, as we talked, I said the Mets cannot afford to lose a division. If they lose the division, they're not going to go far in a postseason. You just can't put yourself in that wild card position. And you saw why. They three games, they lost two, season's over. So that's why it's real important to win that division. Yeah, the Phillies made the run as a wild card, but they still didn't win it all. So it's just these little decisions add up over the course of a season. And I just think you got to put your best guys out there. I mean, even Beatty, when he first came up, he wasn't playing him every day. And you're seeing now the guy can hit. He can hit Alvarez. Yeah. He's a little aggressive at the play, but that was, a, he said, he's had some big hits for them. Even the, um the game against Cleveland that I was at on Friday, they were down. He was 0 and 2 and he got a hit to keep the game alive. So you love to see that a young player who's very aggressive couple big spots he's come through why is he sitting after they were off on monday for gary sanchez who they brought up to the team because they didn't want to let him go they were forced i don't think he would have been here if they didn't have that decision uh I, no i don't you know I, I don't think that he probably would have been there either if they didn't want to make that decision i you know listen again uh, you know what? Giving giving alvarez the extra day off that, that doesn't that, that doesn't bother me that much because the bottom line is, is that come the second half of the season, when when shit gets, you know, tight and I mean, and and the winds get, you know, the impact of winds get even more. 
You don't want to, you know, let them let them take the extra day of rest here in the month of May and and make sure that, you know, you you have him catching five, six days a week, uh, you know, come August and September. You don't want to you know, you don't want to burn the guy, the, the kid out. And, you know, I mean, he's also I mean, you think about it. He's not used to this this lengthy schedule. Do you remember when when I guess it was was it the second year of Mike Trout? And everybody started flipping out that he put on weight in the off season. Do you remember that? And everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, he got fat. No, it's going to happen. He's going to suck. This and that." And what he, he all he did was come out and say, "I haven't. I, I'm not used to playing this kind of a rigorous schedule. I put on the weight because I noticed last year in the second half of the season, I started to struggle a little bit because I was losing weight." Uh, you know, it was it was a, a much bigger grind than I thought. So if you're gonna if you're gonna have this kid behind the plate in the second half of the season, you want him as relatively fresh as possible. So, you know, I, I mean, you can look at it and say that that Buck Showalter is is micromanaging right now and he's making bad decisions. Um, but you know, I think what what matters most is where you guys are in the standings come the All Star break. How far you ahead no. you might be? Disagree. What? <laughs> it doesn't matter where they are at the All Star break. How many times the last two years haven't they been in first place in the All Star break? No, That's no, no, no. But no, just like re- maintaining a competitive spot, you don't want to. They're not. They're not going to fall back or anything like that. All you want to do is you want to make sure that you are. You know, your your playoff contention is where it's at, and then and then you work Alvarez like a fucking dog. Then you work Beatty every single day, and then like that's. You know, I mean, I I think he's you know he's playing more of the long game. The problem is, is that Mets fans are are you know they're, they're, they're panicky. No, and I mean, listen, see, Yankee fans not, are also. I mean, I, you know, Yankee fans with with the the Yanks in the basement. You know, last just last week, I, I spoke to a number of people who were just you know over panicking and and getting all freaked out about it. But I think that that's just that's inherent with Mets fans. As well, uh, you know, no, and, that, see, I, and you, they start so, to they start no, to get a little on, panicky. They no, disagree no. with some of the moves that Buck Showalter's making. They want to see the kids play, and and they're not thinking about two months down the road. They're thinking about what's going on right now. No, because they're twenty five and twenty four. Okay, I know. they why is Edward why is Eduardo Escobar hitting fucking second? Why? What is I don't he know, doing? Uh, How did he do? One for three. Okay, did he draw a walk too? No. So just one for three. Yeah. Why is he hitting second? Because there's a lefty on the mound? Like, come on, man. It's ridiculous. Get, just, I don't think Mets fans are panicking here. It's easy to say that about New York fans. I agree with your general premise. But just you pinch hit Vogelbach for Vientos? Like, really? Why? What has Vogelbach done? The guy sucks, bro. He who was fucking on, I mean, sucks. Who was on the mound? It doesn't matter who was on it the mound. It does matter who's on the mound. No, it doesn't. You got so why do you, you see? Here's the, and we've talked about this. How many times have we said? I think we had the conversation last week. Why don't managers let these lefties hit against left-handed pitching? Right? They never get the opportunity to, and then they get limited at bats, and then they're like zero for nine or one for nine because they never see lefties. If you're going to call Vientos up, isn't Vogelbach fuck, a lefty too? Vientos is a righty. Vogelbach's a lefty. Okay. So if you're going to call Vientos up and you're going to start him, can you just let him finish the game? 
Why did, why does he why can't he be in there against the right-handed pitcher? He like I said at the minor leagues, he cut down his strikeout rate. He was about twenty percent. That was one of his flaws in the minors, and they were a little concerned about him hitting righties. He had an OPS over one. I know it's the minor leagues, but he did what you wanted to see. Let him finish the game for Vogelbach. It's not like Vogelbach's good. No, but I, I think you, you stand more of a chance of Vogelbach finding a mistake pitch and dri- driving oh, it yeah. out nah. than, than Vientos. Nah, I disagree. I mean, come on, dude. Vientos is batting 150 right now. And how many at bats? I, I get he that. He just came up. I know. I know. But don't you don't have to you don't have to bombard the kid right off the bat. Like, I mean, again, you were down six to two at that point when they made the switch. Again, exactly. So it wasn't a pressure spot. Let the kid hit. See what he can do. Nah, nah dude, I, you, you got to let these you got to see what they can do. You, you're fucking with this confidence, man. It's the same thing with Jordan Walker, right? You were upset when they sent him down. And remember, he got off to a slow start. Now he's hitting. But he didn't get off to a slow start. He wasn't. He wasn't great. You, he wasn't like, great, but he was hitting better than any other outfielder that the Cardinals had at that time. He was hitting better than Tyler O'Neill. He was hitting better than uh, an injured Lars Newtbar. He was hitting better than uh, I don't even know who the other fuck was that uh, that was sitting in the outfield over there. But Carl Walker's Saint, numbers Saint. were significantly better. He got off to a hot start. He cooled for a little bit, and then all of a sudden he started. He was like I don't know. He was like four or five for ten. Uh, you know, in his last 10 at bats, and then they sent him down. Like that was the problem. That was that's Ollie Marmel just being an asshole and not knowing, you know, how to manage his team because he's got too many fucking outfielders there. Um, you know, that that was the the move there. I get it that you want to see your 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 rookies up there and you want to see them play and whatnot, but I don't know, maybe Buck saw a, a possible way for the Mets to get back into the game and not lose it. I mean, sure, Vogelbach only went 0 for 2 and, and didn't do anything, but yeah, and I don't know, man. I think you're, uh, I, I think you're, I, again, I, I feel like you're overreacting to, to Buck's moves in a very short time span here. Nah, he's been doing it all year, man. He's been doing it all year. And you guys I mean, are above 500 by one game. And what are the expectations for this team? You're telling me that this is a good start for the Mets when they went 4 9 against the Tigers, Nationals, Rockies? Come on, man. That's this is it's been a bad start for the Mets. It's been bad a terrible start. start for the Mets, but the majority of the the bad start or whatever has been a, a ten game suspension by Scherzer, who looked like ass, you know, to start the season, and injured Justin Verlander. You guys would have been significantly better off had Scherzer started the nah, season see, properly and Verlander wasn't hurt. But the offense has been bad too. I think they've been shut out eight times this year, which is more than last year. The offense has been a, a major disappointment as well. Well, your offense is always a major disappointment, dude. It is. It it always is. Go ask Jacob DeGrom about his run support over the years. Yeah, I mean, that was really in his starts. Oh, that hurts, does it? Does does that hurt a little bit? If you look at the offense last year, they had a good year. They were near the top of a lot of categories. This year, they're not. And again, I just think you got to, you just got to, if you're going to call Vientos and Beatty up, let them fucking play, you know? You can't do this. Oh, oh for two. I'm taking you out of the game, man. That just doesn't help, man. You don't build confidence. You just got. It, we always say it when these teams call up rookies. We're like, well, they called them up. They're gonna play because otherwise, why bring them up? If you're gonna jerk them around, then don't bring them up. Just let fucking Volgabox sit there and fucking swing and miss. And Marcana look like shit. If that's what you're gonna do. 
Well, I mean, I, I think when you're bringing up Beatty and you're bringing up Vientos, you're bringing them up to never send them back down. Like, and that's that's the thing. Like, I don't see Vientos or Beatty getting sent back nah, down. I didn't think Beatty won't. Beatty won't. I could see Vientos getting sent down if he doesn't turn it around a little bit. But I do. They do like his uh, his defense, though, don't they? No, nah, he's been the DH most. Oh, has he been DH in the whole yeah. time? I saw him DH. I think he night. played. I think he played third one game. I believe. Um, cause they've, they've talked about using Beatty in the outfield to probably keep Vientos, uh, maybe playing third. I mean, and I guess, I don't know if Beatty's played outfield before. I mean, again, that's kind of tricky in the middle of the season to ask him to do that, um, uh, to keep his bat in there. But, uh, you know, well, yeah, guess- that's another thing is that you don't want, and one of the things that I hate is when managers, move kids around, move them to a different position. Cause then all of a sudden they're not thinking about their hitting. They're thinking about their defense. And that's, yeah. that's, that's an issue. That's definitely an issue. Yeah. But I mean, look, at least the Mets did start to turn around. That was a nice five game winning streak. You know, they had some uh, good come from behind wins, which they really needed. And we know that can propel a team. Um, and then I, I'm sure you saw, but here on Wednesday, as we're recording, the game total in the Mets Cubs is six and a half. Did you see that? Today's? Yeah, because I guess the wind is blowing in. Oh, okay. But six and a half. I don't remember. I mean, that is insane. There's no way you could take the under on that. I don't care how much the wind is blowing in. Yeah, that that's uh I, I definitely did not see that really. Six and a half. Is it yeah. still at six and a half? Uh yeah, I could check real quickly. Where is book, it right but- now? I it's I see it at seven. Oh, is it at wow. seven on which not book? only is it is it at seven, but the Juice. over seven is plus money. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I know Strowman's been really good, and obviously he wants to show the Mets, hey, you guys fucked up. You should have kept me. Um, and Senga, obviously, coming off a really good start. You know, his walks are still an issue. What, I wonder what his walk prop is. I bet I look at walk props. I had Strider over one and a half walks on Tuesday, and he walked three. I've talked about this um, with my boy Brian Ambos because – I was not as high on Strider as everyone else. Now, with that said, I did take him in labor. It was an auction. I went to 25. No one went higher. I said, okay, 25 for Strider and a 12 mixed. Okay, cool. And I took him in the FSGA because he fell to end of round two. My issue with Strider is he's only gone past the sixth inning three times in his career. And I know his career started last year. The strikeouts are great, but he throws so many pitches that he goes five, six innings. And is that what you want from your number one pitcher? And I looked at Garrett Cole last night and Garrett Cole has not Garrett Cole's gone to the eighth inning once this year. So I know maybe that's the norm in baseball now, but that kind of bothers me about Strider. He's walked, I think at least two batters in every start, except three. Um, And I saw last night, the Dodgers had the second best walk percentage against righties and Strider still had a good start, but he didn't win. And that's the problem is if Strider's going to go five, six innings, that's going to reduce his ability to win. Now, again, pitching is kind of down, and a lot of the top guys have sucked Corbin Burns. So I'm not saying all oh, Strider stakes. I'm just saying that was one of my concerns about Strider. Plus, he had the injury at the end of last year. I mean, you prob- I guess you can make the case he's the best pitcher in baseball right now, or one of them. But I do think that hurts him a little bit with his ability to not go deep into games. Yeah, I actually I was uh, I was on the uh, the DFS playbook over at Fantasy Alarm. Uh, on Tuesday, and I was like, you know, 
I said, I, I don't mind Strider, but I do think that there comes some risk here. And I cited the fact that the Dodgers plate discipline has been, you know, has been strong, not just, you know, against right-handers, you know, the entire season, but, you know, over the, the last like seven days, I was like, their walk rates jumped up. Um, you know, they hit, you know, they, they, you know, they, it's just, they're, they're a strong hitting team. And while I do like, you know, Spencer Strider, I think that, you know, it, it, there's, there's a lot of risk with using him in DFS. Now, I mean, he struck out 11, right. which that I didn't fucking see coming in six innings, but, um, you know, I said that, you know, I said there was risk with him. There was risk with Garrett Cole. Um, and, and, you know, I just, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't in on it, by the way, there is no walks prop posted for, uh, Kodai Senga right now. I'm really? looking on DraftKings. Wow. Okay. I see Stroman. Stroman over one and a half walks is a minus 200 uh, line, uh, but nothing posted for uh, for Kodai Senga. Oh, that's interesting. Again, and, and Strider's been phenomenal. I mean, he has a 297 ERA. He struck out at least eight in every start. Uh, except one and the one he didn't, he had seven. Um, he has double digit strikeouts in three of his last four, but he has one start this year where he's gone past the seventh inning and two where he's gone past the six. Um, are you, uh, I, are you, are you betting strikeout props now? Um, yeah. Uh, it looks like I got burned today on Joe Ryan. <laughs> dude, Giants. Dude, Joe Ryan and Zach Gallen, the two of them are combining for four strikeouts on the day. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Joe Ryan's prop was six and a half. The Giants are like, they strike out a ton. He actually had no strikeouts, I think, through four. He wound up finishing with four in five innings and then uh, 107 pitches out of the game. So, yeah, I got burned. And then DiScalfani has six. So, go figure. But that happens sometimes, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I look at different props, walks, total bases. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to, to get into more baseball betting as the NBA winds down. Yeah, I'm I'm actually I've I've started I don't know if you've noticed in the betting article I've started putting in more props than than I usually do because I'm sitting here and I'm like breaking down the games and you know the the books have really tightened up on the uh you know the run lines and the money lines and and all that shit that you know I'm trying to find you know some some you know ways to do it afterwards or or you know better and all of a sudden I'm starting to see you know some uh some really weird uh plus odds for, for certain player props. Um, and I'm, I'm mostly looking at hitter props as opposed to the strikeout props. I mean, if something's like really glaring, then I'll, uh, then I'll look to that, but you know, things like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, like Jorge Soler over, you know, whatever, like a, like a, a seven or an eight game span was batting over 400 and, you know, and, and, you know, you look at his, his weighted on base average is tight and his, his, you know, whatever. And it was looking great. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm looking at this. It's like one and a half total bases, uh, was like plus one Oh eight or something like that. Um, which boggled my mind because his home run prop was only at plus two twenty five. Dude, it was at plus two Oh five at one point on DraftKings on Tuesday. Cause like everyone was saying, so was going to hit home run. It was course field. It was a lefty. So yeah, I mean that thing was bet so much that it was no value. Plus, Fanduel does Dinger Tuesday, so they, they they the odds become worse because they know people are playing it. Right. So you don't you don't get the best odds. Like if you sh if you see Tuesday uh, the Dinger Tuesday for Fanduel and you compare their home run odds to other books, you're getting better odds than the other books. But obviously, it's it's a nice promo. 
where if the guy doesn't hit a home run, you get bonus bets for the home runs hit in the game. So, um, oh, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm just looking at like, you know, straight up. I'm not looking for like all the, uh, the, the, the crazy attachments to it, but I'll tell you what though, how was, then why was Chris Morell at plus 600 yesterday? Because they figured, uh, how's this guy going to keep hitting home runs? <laughs> I mean, what is it? It's eight. I think it's eight and 10 games now and he's hitting every game since he came up and they still hit him. I don't think yesterday there was one day, two days ago or three days. He had ninth. I'm like, what? Now I know he's striking out a ton. That's the other thing too with him for fantasy. Okay. I think people are, I've seen a couple of you like sell high. Really? Okay. What are you going to get for him? Okay. We all know he's going to cool off. He did this last year. He came up, he had a pretty good year power and speed. Now I picked him up in two leagues. I wish I got him in more. I picked him up in labor and the uh, NFBC online championship. I'm just going to write it out, man. At this point, like, yeah, he's obviously going to cool off and he'll probably go through a stretch. That's pretty bad because he does strike out a lot. Um, I kind of compare him to Patrick wisdom, you know, wisdom went through a ridiculous streak where he's hitting home runs every day. I picked him up in tout and labor. And now he's on the bench. I think I cut him in labor cause that's 12 team uh, tout. He's on the bench. But, I mean, you kind of knew, well, this guy strikes out a ton, and we saw it last year. So there's going to be a period where he struggles, and it's the same thing with Morel. But, like, unless you play, like, in a league with some casuals and they just well, are going to jump And them. there you go. Like, that's that's what it is. Like, because you and I, buy low, sell high. That shit doesn't work in industry leagues. No. Because every single expert or industry analyst or whatever is 100% skeptical of any great start. Like it's, you know, if, if, if it's not a player who is like a marquee name and listen, that's, that's also, you know, there's some lazy analysis going on where you get some industry analysts who are like, you know, Oh, you know, this, this guy is uh, you know, he's doing great and blah, blah, blah. But you know, I'm not buying it kind of a thing unless it's like, you know, somebody who like Corbin Carroll, like if it was some big name there, then they'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Rah, rah, rah. But every other player, there's there's nothing but skepticism out there in industry leagues. So like you and I in a league where you can trade with like, let's say, you know, Sirius XM hosts or fantasy alarm analysts or whatever. There's no there's no possible hope of that. But you play in any home league, any home league. And there is always somebody who is going to, you know, get fish hooked on Chris Morrell. Maybe. I mean, I think people have gotten sharper, but you're right. There probably is someone out there. Look, I would, if someone's going to offer me something good for, her, I'm taking it. The guy has a 36 and a half percent strikeout rate, 5.8% walk rate, 429 batting average of balls of play, home run a fly ball percentage, 50%. So for every two fly balls he's hitting, one is going over the wall. So we all know you don't even need to know these stats <laughs> to figure this out. I mean, he's got eight home runs in 10 games. He's had a hit and a run in every game. That since he's been called up in 12. So um, he was tearing it up in AAA, but we know this is not going to last. So, you know, if you can get something for him, yeah, do it right now uh, for sure. Um, I, like I said, I have him in two leagues. I'm just going to ride it out. I know at some point he's going to hit my bench once he starts to cool off. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, are you doing all right in your other leagues? Yeah. I mean, Tower Wars, I'm second. I'm up, I was up to like 120. The team in first has 120. I'm 112 going into today. That team looks pretty good. I just got Corey Seager and Altuve back. I know Altuve left the game on Tuesday, but it turns out to be an illness. So 
that's pretty good. Labor, I'm fourth. My TGFBI team is not good. It was good, and it's sunk to like 10th. Uh, my main event team, I told you, keeps fluctuating between like first and seventh. I think it's fourth. My online championship team's not that good. It's like eighth, and it's the pitching, man. It's a 12-team league. Um, the pitching just hasn't been good. I keep getting these blow-up starts, so I got to try and figure that out. The offense has been okay. And then uh, I mentioned my home league last week. Actually, it's kind of started to take take. Does off your team still suck in that league? No, nah, I'm in the 80s now, and uh, it's pretty bunched up. I think I'm not that far off of first place. Not well, like I think last week it was like 30 out of first. I think now it's more like 20. So um, starting to make a, a nice little push here. So I, as of right now, I won't be rebuilding at this point. Oh, shit. <laughs> I dropped to 81. Fuck. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. Sixth place. So I'm like uh, eh, 26 out of first 27. So that's not bad. <laughs> Oh, wow. The first place team dropped our guy, Marty, who listens to this podcast. He was been in first all year. He's in second. Not too bad. Uh, anyway, and then GST, um, I have over 120. I'm in second place there. Touched first for a little bit. And uh, yeah, so mostly good. Um, yeah, so mostly good. You know, a couple teams, middle of the pack. But, uh, you know, I kind of look more at the stats and go, okay. Am I really that far off? And you know how it is at this time of year. You, if you have a hot week and home runs, you can pick up three, four points, yep. steals. Um, it's the pitch. I think the thing this year, and I don't know if you agree, man, it's just avoiding these blows by pitchers, man. There's so many of them now. It's just like you cross your fingers. You're like, oh, this guy gave up eight runs in two innings. I hope I don't have him on my team. Okay, good thing I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it's it's inevitable for, you know, if you're playing in a competitive league and you've got a a, a rotation of nine pitchers, you're, you're going to get tagged every so often. It's just, you know, it, it yes, you, you want to try and avoid it. But I mean, what are you going to do? Like, it's kind of funny. I was like, I think this was uh, oh great fantasy baseball invitational. Um, I can't remember who the hell I benched, but I put in fucking Michael Kopech. Uh, for him. And I was like, you know, Kopech's been sitting on my bench after, you know, like, you know, just raping my ratios uh, for the first couple of starts of the season. I was like, I get him the fuck out. Um, but I like, I, I tossed him in there and, you know, hoping for the best going up against Cleveland. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, uh, you know, that that's, it, it's so tough to navigate at times. I mean, I lucked out, I made the right choice here, but still, yeah. nevertheless, yeah, it's interesting you bring him up because he was available in my labor league this week, and I didn't get him. I guess there were a few pitchers I liked, and, you know, with labor, it's a $100 fab, no $0 bid. So you got to be really diligent. You know, you can't go spend 4 or $5 in everybody that comes up. Uh, we still have four months to go. So I put him in there, but only for a dollar, and obviously I didn't get him. And then after seeing his last two starts, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have went higher. I mean, because because <laughs> now over his last 15 innings, now it is the Royals and the Guardians, but I don't care because the way Kopech was pitching, uh, he was getting hit by pretty much everyone. Um, it's really the walks that have been the major issue with him, but he wasn't even getting a ton of strikeouts. But now his last 15 innings, no runs, three hits, one walk, 19 strikeouts. So. I don't know because I've last year I had him on many leagues. This year I stayed away. Um, but man, I don't know what's happened here. I know his velocity, the fastball has shown better life. Um, because a lot of the underlying stats have been shitty. But whatever's going on here, the last two starts, 
Uh, you've got to be encouraged if you have him for sure. Yeah, uh, we'll I, see. I dropped him in the FSGA a couple of weeks I ago. Can't blame you, man. I can't. That's a 15 team league, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I can't blame anyone who did. And, you know, we always sit back and like, oh, why'd I do that? Um, I know there were people who. <laughs> I know, know exactly why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not a question I ever asked. Why? Why did I do that? Because like, he fucking posted a a, a, a re- fucking ERA of like nine something. Yeah, he was walking guys. He was getting hit hard. So yeah, oh. I can't blame anyone. It was horrible. It was horrible. But I mean, again, yeah, you look at the Guardians and you look at what they did or what they have done, and I was like, okay, so I, I feel pretty confident in the fact that I can, you know, he's not going to get destroyed because the guardians just aren't destroying anybody at this point. Not, not at all. And I was, you know, I mean, you know, whatever it is, what it is. I mean, decisions get made here and there. It's definitely, listen, you know what? And I said this before the season even started, I said the first month, month and a half of the season is going to be a lot of evaluating players. You got to see, you know, who's responding to, you know, the pitch clock and what teams are most aggressive on the base paths, which teams are the most efficient on the base paths. And, you know, kind of going through that because, you know, you just expected to see different things, at least through the first month. And, you know, we all know that you need a certain number of plate appearances or a certain number of innings pitched to, for your, you know, for your numbers to level off and, and to show really, what's been going on, right? I mean, what is like, a, you know, people want to see a hundred plate appearances from a guy before they make a decision. And so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we've gone through the tough navigation part, like, and now we can take a look and we know who's doing what. And, and I think where we're a little bit more balanced. We haven't talked about this guy. I don't have him anywhere. Do you have Trey Turner this year? Um, I think I just have him in, uh, in best ball, man, has he sucked? I mean, I mean, sick- it, 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 <laughs> we have the article in the draft guide fantasy alarm every single year. The smart system dictates it. Right. You I know that you don't go for a veteran when he, and it's so funny too, because I got all these people who are like saying to me, they're pissing and moaning, like in our discord and shit like that, where they're like, I don't know what to fucking do with Trey Turner. Should I just fucking trade him? Blah, blah. I'm like, what? You're going to trade him while his value is at its lowest. Like how stupid is that? Like that? I don't really, you know, I never understand, but we talk about it. I mean, the thing about Trey Turner right now, no, we haven't discussed it at all. I'm looking at him and, and he's just pressing at the plate. Look at his strikeout rate. Yeah, Look at he, strike he, I mean, that's the one number that's way off from anything Trey Turner has usually done. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, I don't have him anywhere, so I didn't like pay that close attention to it because um, like I had a Cunha one. Um, that was the guy I wanted at uh-huh. one if I had my shot. So, I mean, I did take Julio Rodriguez three and he has sucked, too. So, um Really, really in the average. I mean, he has hit some power, stole some bases, but Trey Turner has 11 RBIs. He has a 669 OPS, but you're right. Strikeout number is by far the highest of his career going back to his first season in 2015 where he didn't play that much. 26.9%. His hard hit rate is down. So, yeah, he's clearly pressing. Uh, The team is struggling. And then, you know, you feel like, all right, well, uh, I got to put it on my shoulder. So, um, 
is there there is there theory just to clarify it's for only if you sign with a new team correct yeah if you if you if you're signing a big contract and going to a new team okay because I was going to say, what about Aaron Judge? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Judge is a mythical creature who is just absolutely yummy delish to watch at the plate. One of the most imposing hitters out there. Um, but yeah, no, it's about it's it's about changing teams. And you know, and we we can also attest to the fact that you know, adding more pressure to yourself now that Bryce Harper is back. I think that, you know, I think that's going to help kind of turn things around for for Trey Turner. Like, I'll bet you, you know, we're, we're starting to see right now his walk rate is kind of, you know, where it's been over the last couple of seasons. Um, I think we'll start seeing the strikeout rate kind of diminish a little bit uh, once this team is like, you know, starts to gel a little bit more. And they are, you know, again, one big offensive push by the Phillies. I think for like, you know, for like a good, like a week, a week and a half, let's say they go like, you know, eight and two with like strong offensive numbers, um, you know, in a 10 game stretch that I kind of feel like that'll help alleviate some things for, for Trey Turner. But, you know, I mean, you, you look at the rest of his numbers, you know, peripherals and stuff. It doesn't, you know, he's not swinging wildly outside the zone. He's just, he's missing, he's missing the ball. So maybe if you, if, you said it's going to be difficult to trade for him, and I agree. But if that team is near the bottom of the standings, maybe you try and send something for Turner. Because like you oh, said – Oh, I'll trade for him 100%. Right. No, but right I, now. especially if that team is near the bottom. Like if they're in the bottom three, you know, you, you start to have that mentality as we approach Memorial Day. They're going to be like, fuck, man. You know, my team's just not – doing it uh i gotta make a change i gotta make a move you know and that's the mentality sometimes of those teams near the bottom and maybe you can get them to to give you turner not for nothing um you'll probably have to give up something but you might be able to to pry him away from a team that's struggling oh i i think that's a it's that's an easy call i think with a you know, give him a a, a strong middle infielder and Christopher <laughs> Chris Morrell and Michael Kopeck for Trey Turner. Put there the you offer go. out there right How now. How do you say no to that, Trey Turner? <laughs> Come on. That's probably the fucking offer Steve Phillips made for me. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I I'll tell you what. So for, for me, my fantasy baseball check-in right now, I'm second in the FSGA league. I am uh I'm third in uh in the Barf League. Um oh no no, I'm fifth in the Barf League. I'm third in my division in Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. My team is like top 30 overall right now uh for that. But here you go. Here's the uh here's the kick to the groin that like it just I I forgot about it in 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 to some degree, but my draft and hold for Tout Wars I don't know why I was thinking it was best ball. And, and I just, I, I just stopped. I, I just haven't made moves, roster moves over the, you know, the last few weeks. And I'm like, Oh fuck, dude, this guy's hurt. This guy's back in the minors. Like what the fuck am I doing? Right. Are oh, you supposed to set your lineup? 
supposed to set your lineup every week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like the the draft champions yeah, league. Yeah, it's just like I'm, a draft champions. Yeah. But for some reason, I I wasn't because my draft champions teams, I'm I'm fine, right? Like I, I'm I know I have to make those moves every single time. Maybe it's because there's money involved. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe because there's money involved uh, that I'll pay attention to that. But for fuck my fucking Tout Wars team, I was like, man, my team's plummeting. I was like sitting there, I was in like fifth and fourth and. All of a sudden, I was like, I'm looking, you know, when you're on the other side of the uh, the, the standings, you know, they've got like the, the top half and then the bottom half is like side by side with it. Boom. Garbage. Garbage. So, yeah, that- the, those leagues are tough because like I have one where I don't even have enough pitchers to fill in. They're, they're hurt. And that's the unfortunate part when you do those. Again, I use those more as my prep. Obviously, I want to win. I think one of I think I did three draft champions. One's in first, and one has actually been moving up. I think it's seventh or eighth. The other one's like twelfth because, you know, I got like fucking a reliever that I have to start just to put in a full full pitching staff because of injuries. So yeah, that's gonna happen. If you do multiple, you're gonna have one where you just have like so many injuries and you just can't fill a starting roster. Um, yeah, which is, you know, definitely what's, what's happened to me in, uh, in, in a couple of spots there. I mean, this, I'm just, you know, just at my, um, there you go. My, my draft and hold for, for tout wars. I mean, yeah. Jordan Walker's in the minors. Dylan Carlson's on the IL, uh, Adam Duvall's on the IL. Freelich got hurt. Uh, they they sent down Aaron Hicks. He's not doing nothing. Well, he, he designated for assignment. <laughs> I know. Ellie Harris Montero down in the minors. Um, yeah, we're oh Clevenger just went on the IL. Yeah, there's just there's like a whole mess of shit that's like going on there where I'm like, I don't even know who to put. I'm like starting fucking Owen Miller as my corner infield. He's been good. He homered again. I know, but he's just been on my bench for the last couple of weeks. Ooh, I just yeah. put him in now for next week, so that means oh. he's going to go 0 for 21. Probably, he because he had a homer and a stolen base on Tuesday, and then today, where he's batting cleanup, he homered again. So I picked him up in my home league. Um, I did bid on him in the NFBC, but didn't get him. I, you know, I don't see this really keeping up either, but right now, they're playing him. Um, they're finding a way to get him in there. They, they've been playing him at third and put Brian Anderson in the outfield taking away playing time from Tyrone Taylor, who sucks anyway. I finally, I had him in a couple of these. I'm like, I can't do this shit anymore. Guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, again, like, well, that was the thing. I mean, I was looking at that Milwaukee outfield and it was like, you know, I was more bullish on Joey Weimer, Sal Freelick. Um, I, I, you know, I was like when Tyrone Taylor got hurt and you were like, okay, he's going to be out for an extended period of time. I started looking around in that area and uh, and I was like, you know, because I didn't have very much confidence in the fact that Brian, a- Brian Anderson was going to be able to, like, perform well and hold that outfield spot for them, which is kind of what happened. Uh, and then in the process of that, then, uh, yeah, then then was it Garrett Mitchell got hurt? Freelich yeah, that was a bad one, hurt. man. I, I fucking had him in my NFBC main event. I was excited. And then he fucking went down. That was a big I mean, I, I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> it's my pleasure yeah i know that believe me dude you know i lost i had garrett mitchell everywhere I everywhere like too, man. so so when, going back to a conversation we had two weeks ago 
We talked about the Cardinals winning the Central. They were plus 350 then when they were horrible. Do you know what they are right now? No, What's your I guess? Looked. What's your guess? Guess. I have it in front of me. Wait, 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 wait. So Cardinals right now to win the division? Yes. Plus 280. Plus 225. 225. Even that, that good, only, huh? Only behind the Brewers who are minus 140. Well, I mean, Pittsburgh is already in second place. Brewers Which are in we first. We knew, we, we knew the Pirates were not – I mean, come on. Right, we all exactly. Knew. Nobody – and and that's, you know, Vegas knew that also. I know because, remember, I was – we were like, what, plus 350? Because I think at that point they might have been like 15 below or something. I mean, it was bad in the last place, but we bought – and I was like, oh, I kind of want to bet them to win the division. I'm like, plus 350, though? That's all you're giving me when they're 15 below? Now they're five games out, um, and they've won seven of their last ten. And there's six under 500, but plus 225. I mean, but we hate, we don't like Marmol, though. That's the problem. <laughs> we don't. We don't like Marmol at all. If you had to bet it now, who would you take? If I had to bet it right now? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I, I guess I would, I would have to look at the brewer. What are the brewers at now? Minus 140. Yeah, see, it'd be a no bet for me. I mean, I'd sprinkle a little something maybe on the plus 225 for the Cardinals, but, I mean, I didn't want to bet it at plus 350, so I don't really see the need to look into betting it now. Yeah, I mean, I guess my biggest hesitation is Mormal. I mean, the other day he said, yeah, well, we can't start Libertor because we need to make sure we have a – arm in the bullpen i'm like what like you know he should be in the rotation they gotta fire him it's Ah. just it's it's insane man they have to fire him he's not good no this team has the most talent in the division at least offensively i mean the pitching you know michaelis allows a lot of contact when he writes older Matt's isn't that good so i get it they that's the, the one you know hesitation is it's not like they have strong pitching. They've been able to get by with it the last couple of years. And again, part of it is the division stinks, you know, because I don't we don't know when Woodruff's coming back. Um, they had right. said sometime in June, but now it looks like it might be after the All-Star break. So Burns has not been dominant. Uh, so th- there's some questions there with the Brewers. I mean, both central divisions in both leagues, like – they suck. I mean, the Twins are one game above 500 in first place. I mean, the Tigers are in second place. They're 21 and 25. They're two and a half back. Dude, that's all Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, I know. My goodness, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're they're minus 51. I mean, the only the only it's crazy, man. These divisions uh, in the Central. I mean, I guess that's where you have to look for a long shot. If you're trying to play a division and get good odds, because I mean, I guess like yeah, the Guardians are plus three fifty, the White Sox are plus eight hundred. I mean, we we both felt like the White Sox would be competitive this year. Uh, could they turn it around? I mean, if Kopech's going to be good and Giolito's been solid, I mean, again, Eloy Jimenez can he stay healthy? Luis Robert has been fucking awesome. The one year I don't have him, and he's fucking tearing it up. See, you know what, though? I have Lewis Robert in a bunch of spots because uh, I just I wasn't going to I, I wasn't going to turn around and be like, you know what? 
he didn't perform last year and blah, blah, blah. And I was expecting him and this and that. I, I just, I couldn't do it. Um, and I, and I grabbed him and I, you know, I mean, I got him for like a, you know, a good round or two discount. He was, he was dropping in, in a lot of drafts, but, but then again, I also took Eloy too. So did I, I took Eloy and I said, <laughs> I'm never drafting him again after this year. Although it looks like he's about ready to start a rehab assignment. So he might come back a little again. bit early. Um, but yeah, Robert, see Robert, I wasn't avoiding, but I wasn't targeting. Um, I'd have to go back and look and see who I took in that range. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at some of these division winners, like the twins are minus 230, Guardians plus 350, White Sox plus 800, the Rays are minus 150, the Yankees are plus 270. I thought the Blue Jays would be better. I know they're three above 500, but they're plus 800. Obviously, no one believes in the Orioles. They're plus 900, even though they're three games out. And I think they have the second best record in baseball right now. Yeah, they do. And they're plus 900 as the fourth option to win the division. Astros are minus 140. And they're in second, and the Rangers are plus 250. Um, the Braves are minus 425, Mets are plus 450, Dodgers minus 425, Padres plus 700. So I think if you're looking for value, it's probably in the central where you got to figure out, okay, who's the team that can sneak up and win this division? I mean, Cubs are four and a half out there, plus 750, but I don't think people buy into them. So I guess it's the central division if you're looking for a long shot to win the division to get good odds. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the place to go. I don't know, man. I'm already like, you know, it's so funny. Like I'm not even worried. I, I you know, not even thinking about action now for division winners and like, I'm already, I'm, I'm already shifting my thought process because I've already shifted from full game bets to more prop bets added in and, and making sure that happens. Uh, and then I'm now I'm like ready to start diving into uh, to wins totals for for NFL. Like I'm not even, you know, I'm going to let the baseball season go as it, as it does. You know, I bet my win totals, you know, early on before the season started, um, made my picks for division winners before then. Now it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. I'll let it ride because I know that come like the second half of the season, once you know we start moving into more football then everything's going to fall off. And I don't want to, I'm not going to sit and look to like, you know, hedge or anything like that this early on in the season. How about our guy, Shane McClanahan to win Cy Young? He's second now behind Cole. Cole's plus 350, McClanahan's plus 400. He's so fucking good. He's so fucking good. I mean, he's on the, he's on the bump tonight. I love the fact that he's on the bump tonight. Uh, the day after the the Rays lose twenty to one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, basically Rayleigh and Bethancourt giving up like eleven runs in the ninth inning, two positions. You know players. what I mean? I, I was like, you know what? If, if if you're gonna give up on the game or whatever, let the let the position players save the bullpen because the Rays bullpen is getting uh, you know, it gets a little worked over because you know yeah. they like using the opener, and then they and then you know when you you use an opener, if you look at the the stats, like let's say you look at you know innings pitch for the bullpen. I always look at innings pitch for a bullpen, you know, for like DFS purposes. I want to see, you know, who could like screw me over and cost me the win. And you look at the Rays and it's like the Rays always have, you know, like, you know, probably one of the, the highest inning counts for, for a week's worth. And I'm like, that's because, you know, Josh Fleming is throwing three or four innings, you know, right. they're, they're going with like the opener and stuff like that. So you're not, you know, you're not getting a, a fully accurate reading, but I was like, yeah, rather than just tax this fucking bullpen more guy, give up. You know, the game's not happening for you here. There's no way. So 
I was okay with that, except for the fact that I didn't have any Jays on my uh, in my DFS lineup. Yeah, Vlad had six RBIs. They went off. I mean, look, they've they've. I don't want to say they struggled. I guess because they play in the AL East, but they're twenty six to twenty three. I think you expect them more. And I did notice too their record against the AL East is bad. They're like five or six games under five hundred against the AL East, so that's not a great sign. They're one and eleven against the AL East. Are you one and eleven or two? And now it's two and eleven. No, is it that bad? I thought yeah. they played more games than that. Hold on, are yeah, you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking about it on the show yesterday. Yep, they've only played twelve games. Are you sure? Or maybe it was in their last twelve games. But yeah, they were yeah, like in their last twelve. Yeah, they played more than than twelve, I believe. Let's see, um, real quick: three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 19 they've played. Okay. Against the AL East. And what's their and what's their record in that? Yeah. Two. Wow, they got swept by Boston. Two, three, four, five, six. They have six wins against the AL East. Yeah. So they're six and thirteen against the AL East. Yeah. And they're yeah. So basically they're beating up everyone outside the AL East and struggling in the AL East. And they've lost a lot of close games, but still. Um how about this? NL MVP, Acuna's plus 110. Next is Alonso at plus 1300. Like, this is Acuna's plus award. Plus 1300? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's Acuna's award if he stays healthy. How does he not win it? The team is in first, 20 steals, the power, the average. I mean, it's his award if he stays healthy. I mean, I know Alonso has the home runs, but if it comes down to Acuna and Alonso, and the numbers are close, and the Braves win the division. Acuna's getting it. Oh yeah, he should. And then um, in the AL, AL MVP, Otani's minus one thirty-five. Judge is plus eight hundred. Judge is Here, plus- okay. You know what? This is interesting. So this kind of goes. I don't know if it does, but I'm trying to draw a comparison here between Jokic. So Jokic won two straight MVPs. And, you know, why is he good enough to win the third? Embiid won it. It was close. I know everyone's saying now, oh, Jokic should have won it. Well, it's a regular season award. Yes, Jokic is the better player and he's showing the playoffs. Do you feel like they want to give it to Otani? Because he did deserve it last year, but Judge was that good? Like, could that be a factor here? Plus, Otani pitching? I mean, Judge is having another MVP season. I mean, he's tearing it up in May. Plus 800? Or do you think that people kind of want to see Otani get it because he does deserve it with his ability to dominate on the mound and at the plate? Yeah, I think that's kind of where it is. And I think, you know, when you look at the fact of what Judge was doing last year, just on a, on a you know, a record-breaking pace for home runs, I mean, that's, you know, obviously the uh, the way it goes. But, yeah, when you look at at, you know, overall player and who is – Seriously, like the most valuable player, you know, Otani blows that away. He really does. I mean, there's a reason you picked Otani to to win the AL MVP this year. So did I. Did I? Yes, you did. I'm looking at your. Did, yeah. I'm looking at your bold predictions right now. I did MLB. pick Acuna, right? Here you For go. NL- so AL MVP, we were both on Otani. NL MVP, we we're both on Acuna. AL Cy Young, we were both on McClanahan. Yeah, my NL Cy Young was a bad pick right now, Nola. <laughs> you went Nola. I went Julio Urias, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be – I mean, I didn't want to go Corbin Burns. 
obviously. Yeah, me neither, dude. I was like, I, you know, Urias, I was like, oh, we're taking the gloves off finally. We're going to really, we're going to run him. And, uh, and, and he fucking, he had like three great starts to open the season and, and he's been dog shit since. Do you know who's favored right now for the NL Young without oh. looking? It's, I mean, it, it, how, how is it not Strider? Gallon. Gallon at plus 200, Strider plus 225, Kershaw plus 1100, Mitch Keller plus 1200. Mitch Keller. Dude, the sweeper pitch, great. dude. That's crazy, right? Oh, he has been phenomenal, man. You want to hear the rest of your bold predictions? No, I, I know I know rookie. I went Miguel Vargas because I wanted to go. Everyone was going to go Walker or Carroll. So I wanted to be different. And I do like Vargas, but it's been bad. We both went Volpe for AL. We I went Walker. You went Vargas for NL. 20 wins for the first time. I listen. You went Nola. I went Framber Valdez. Yeah, I don't think those better. I don't think those are bad picks. No, I mean, Nola, Nola kind of does this. Uh, the one thing about Nola I like is he stays healthy. He gives you innings, but it's been, and I don't even think I have him in any league. He's got four wins. Uh, I mean, he's clearly not in the Cy Young conversation with an ERA of four, three, one, but I think that how many Valdez has been phenomenal. Yeah. He's had a, he had a great outing. I don't know if he, uh, I think he got the win, but yeah, let's, uh, I don't he even has know how many wins he has on the season. Four. Four. That's Four. what's tough, though, about wins, bro. Like, I mean, there's going to be maybe one guy that gets 20 wins this year, maybe two. That's the problem with it. I mean, these guys don't go deep. They go, we just talked about it earlier. They go six innings. <laughs> six innings nowadays. So 20 wins is really difficult. So you might not get any. You, you might get one. I don't even know who the – I don't even I don't even pay attention to wins. Anymore. I don't even know who has the most wins in baseball. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. Let's I mean, because, again, it's, you know – it, it's it, it's it beca- it's such an arbitrary category that you're like, I mean, how do you because I mean, again, you know, greatest greatest bullpen in the world and you're shit in the bed. Shane McClanahan actually leads the league in wins with seven. All right. That's good for us. A young pick followed with six by Gallon, Eovaldi, Joe Ryan, Justin Steele well, and, he, and Clayton Kershaw. Ryan is probably getting one today. That game's not over, but it's seven one in the eighth. They're up. Uh-huh. Um, and Gallon could get one today too. The D backs yeah. are five three in the seventh. He left with the lead. So But so could Shane McClanahan. I hope so. I have him in my main event and my home league. Did Christian Walker do anything? No. Still over three to walk. Son of a bitch. Mwah-mwah. Uh, 200 Ks for the first time. You and I both had Shane McClanahan. 30 saves for the first time. You want to talk about a shit sucking category. <laughs> you got Ryan Helsley. I've got Devin Williams, and we can both, like, you know, take it to the bank and suck it. Uh, <laughs> 30 dingers for the first time. You got Julio Rodriguez. I went Nate Lowe. Okay. Nate Lowe. Wow. Look at me. 30 stolen bases for the first time. Andres Jimenez for me, that probably won't work. Nico Horner for you, that's definitely in the in the cards. Yeah, he dude, he's had a great year. I don't have him anywhere. He has been phenomenal. And he, even with being on the uh, IL, he came back pr- pretty quick. Um, I don't know how both of us forgot Esteri Ruiz because <laughs> I drafted him. I have him in town. I know, I know. Like, uh, that was kind of a – because I, I took some heat for that pick. Uh, when they did the broadcast and I was like, 
look, he's going to play every day. I did, he's been leading off too. Um, and actually, I think I had this conversation when I did the fantasy alarm show uh, with Dr. Roto because he said he wanted Ruiz. We're in the same Tout Wars draft. And I was saying, look, if Ruiz keeps doing this, I have Ruiz and Acuna on the same team. So obviously I'm first in steals. I'm going to have to move Ruiz at some point. At some point. Oh, well, so you, Nico Horner, you, could Nico probably just, you could probably just keep him and just drop Taylor Ward. Oh, I do have Taylor Ward in that league. How the fuck did you know? Uh, because you and I both picked Taylor Ward to hit 300 <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> and, and I was looking and I was like, fucking Mickey Moniak is playing over Taylor so, Ward nowadays. So, okay. So I picked up, <laughs> I picked up Mickey Moniak in the GST two weeks ago. I didn't play him last week. This week, last minute, I said, let me play him. I have Taylor Ward in tout. He's in my lineup for the week. Uh, Ward did pinch hit, scored a run. I haven't seen the Angels lineup yet, but... Moniac's another guy, too. He's striking out a ton. Look, ride this wave. Someone asked me about him or McLean as a pickup. I said, McLean, he's playing shortstop, hitting second, Reds. They're going to play every day. Moniac starts to cool off. He's going to hit the bench. Now, he does have the pedigree. Number one overall pick in 2016. I did put him in my Wave of Wire article on FantasyAlarm.com on Tuesday. Um, but you got to understand, too, like – <laughs> I don't know if it's going to last, but again, this is what you have to do nowadays too. Sometimes straighten these guys. Some of them are going to stick. You know, I'm trying to think like got like Taylor Ward was a guy last year, right? You picked him up and pretty much, yes, he went through a dry spell and he got hurt, but he was on your roster all year. Some of these guys will, some of them won't, but you have to act early and take a shot. If you don't, someone else will. So, you know, I picked up Moniak. He's in the lineup this week and, I don't expect him to be on my roster the whole year, but you can understand why the angels are playing him right now. And it sucks for Taylor Ward because, you know, they're not sitting Renfro, They're not sitting trout. So he's going to be the odd guy out for now. I'm going to hold Ward in 15 team leagues, 10 team leagues. I might drop him um, at the end of the week. If he keeps sitting, I don't want to, uh, but you know, tough decisions there. Um, I mean, but- certain guys, I mean, it's, you, you ride the wave until it breaks. You know, and if it's a if it's a come from out of nowhere type guy, then yeah, I have no problem dropping him once he cools off. A guy like Taylor Ward, though, I'll keep on the bench unless I absolutely positively need that roster spot. Yeah, like I don't want to just give up on a guy who I was pretty bullish on coming into the season. Me too, man. It's been uh, disappointing so far, and then never thought that Mickey Moniak would be the guy that you know comes out of nowhere to. Kind of send him to the bench for now. Yeah. Uh, 2020 for the first time. Uh, you said Tyler O'Neill. I'll just go fuck myself with the Jazz Chisholm call. <laughs> well, you still might get it. Uh, I mean, it's possible. We'll see. No, is it, isn't he like 713? I don't know. He's, you know, he's got I mean, 13 shit. stolen bases, which is great. I mean, both of our guys are hurt, but Tyler O'Neill, shit, the manager fucking hates him. Hates him. Hates him. Uh, cheap source of home runs. You hit it nicely with Jorge Soler. I went Michael Conforto. It's not terrible. No, dude, that's a good one. He's got 10. Does he have 10 already? Yeah, he oh, already did yesterday. Me. I'd flex right now, but I don't want to rip my shirt. Dude, Soler, so, Soler is a guy that I put in that waiver wire column like five times because his Yahoo ownership is fucking ridiculous. I haven't checked what it is now, but like, so like, what do you, what's your rule for that? Like, I don't want to write the same guy all the time, but when I see him like in the 20, 30 percentage, I'm like, what is wrong with you people? 
then are, are you, did you write that? Is that the specific sentence? No, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't say that, but I'm just like, I, I keep mentioning him. I don't know why this is a guy that, yes, he hit the 47 home runs. Was it 19 when everyone was hitting home runs? But like, this is a guy that's got legit power. He shouldn't be even, I get it in Yahoo. There's dead teams and all that. It doesn't matter, man. Like I see worse players that are higher roster than him. I'll tell you what, your next waiver wire article comes out on Saturday. Yeah. If his ownership percentages are still low, I want to see your recommendation, Jorge Soler. And when you do the player write-up, you just simply write, what the fuck are you people waiting for? (laughs) That's it. That's your analysis. (laughs) I've had this guy in the fucking article for four straight weeks, and nobody's picking him up. And what the hell's wrong? Well, well, you know, I mean, I don't want his batting average. Take the home runs. Take them. I'm so I'm so thirsty for home runs in two leagues that it's killing me. Killing me. I mean, look, if it's not, it has to be up by now. They had four games in course field. Like, you know, if you just like come on, man. But like I, I I've talked about it on the, the Sirius XM show, because you know, we kind of do you know, DFS, betting and all. He's 54% on Yahoo right now. I try not to put in guys over 50%, but he's 54%. That's still too low. That is definitely too low. Like Patrick Wisdom is 67%. How does he owe more than Solaire? Well, well, because, you know, when the wind's blowing out at Wrigley, I mean, it really, really helps him out. And, you know, Marlins Park, it's a, it's a pitcher's park. And I mean, he doesn't really have any support in the lineup. There's no protection ridiculous man i just <laughs> i just don't get it i i really don't um cheap source of stolen bases garrett mitchell for me cj abrams for you i don't even know if abrams has any stolen bases he's actually been he's been okay um i don't know how many offhand i had him on one team and i didn't um keep him i drafted him and caught him i think it was in a 12 team league that's why uh let's see he's got five okay uh, cheap source of strikeouts. I stupidly went with Martin Perez. Uh, you went with Alex Cobb. That's a solid pick. Yeah, Cobb's. A, I, I'm a big Alex Cobb guy. Um, he had another good outing yesterday. So, uh, cheap source of saves. I hit it with uh, Carlos Estevez, who has what ten or eleven saves. Yeah, right dude. I I was not on him, man. I didn't think he was going to be able to close and. That was some of the reports. So I was looking at other guys and then he's been really good. Yeah. I haven't been a bunch of spots, so I'm pretty stoked about that. You went with Michael Fulmer. I can understand why. Ah, you have done that. Yeah, it, looked, it looked good for a week. <laughs> yeah, for a week it did. Sure. 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 <laughs> uh, here you go. Fail to match the hype. I somehow said Wander Franco. Dude, we, we were both. I, I agree. <laughs> Look, I got it. We got to take L's when we're honest here. I understand the prospect pedigree, but I was not on him. My goodness, man. Um, Cause I was like, where's the power? Yeah. He's a great hitter. The average is there contact. I just didn't think the power is going to be there yet. And yeah, he's been fucking good. Uh, you went Dylan cease. I don't think that's uh too terrible of a call here. Yeah. He has not been good. I just didn't like him going in the third round, the walks. You cannot have a walk rate like that and overcome it year after year. You just can't. And yeah, his ERA is four, six. Um, the strikeouts are down too. 
Um, 30.4% last year, 23%. Walk rate is still high at 9.6%. Whip of 1.36. So, yeah, that one looks pretty good so far. All right. Uh, exceeds expectations. I had Patrick Sandoval. You have Jake Fraley. I'd say you're in the lead right there. But yes. that jury's still out on those two, I think. Yeah, Fraley's been pretty good. The problem with him, he sits against lefties. So I have him in labor, and I think he has five lefties this week. I had to sit him. Right. Okay. Uh, must own. <laughs> we both went for the Phillies. You said Alec Baum, uh, and I said uh, Nick Castellanos. Castellanos, I know, has been struggling lately. Uh, Bohm has been slumping too. Overall, I mean, I'm a, I mean, Bohm's 260, five homers, 33 RBIs, two steals. Been okay. Um, I have him in tout. OBP 318, that sucks. Um, Castellanos, I don't have this year. I've always been a huge fan of him, but I did not draft him this year. He is, I know lately he's been bad. 296, 520, five homers, 26. So they're both kind of similar. Um, Castellanos has a 388 batting average of balls in play. He's really hitting 296. I thought he was been slumping. Okay, I mean, so there's similar numbers. He, your guy's better average. Yeah, I guess they're. They I'd got say jur- jury's still out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and in the oh hell no, uh, we're both looking pretty good right now. I had Jacob Degrom. You had Michael Harris the second. Neither one of them has uh, performed the way they're supposed to. Oh yeah. Michael Harris is just, uh, I could not like third round, second round. Sometimes the guy's 22 years old and didn't have the plate discipline. I know he's been hurt, but, uh, now he's losing playing time, uh, hitting 163. So yeah, I mean, look, that was, I didn't think it'd be this bad, but no way I'm taking that guy in round three. Um, DeGrom it's, it's clear it's injury. I mean, we all know when he's on the mound, he's dominant, but Injuries have been a major, major factor. I took him in one league. It was a draft champion league in round three. Um, and then after that, I said, what the fuck was I thinking? And stopped, <laughs> and stopped drafting him. <laughs> it's like, ah, let me get one share. It's round three. If he stays, if he 22 starts, I'll be happy with this pick. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, just sucks. <laughs> And those are that's listen that catches you up on where we are. That's your that's your two month check in on our 2023 MLB bold predictions. Uh, uh, I, I think we did. Uh, I think we've done fairly well. A lot of hits, couple of misses, and that's just the way it goes. But unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, Adam and I are out of time right now because. Well, I've got to go record another live stream and Adam's got to go do some other work and then I got to do some more work. And then we both have shows later on today. So we thank you all for uh, for joining us here on the uh, on the Cash It podcast. Adam, any uh, any any final thoughts, last minute things to uh, tell the kids? Uh, Hopefully the Celtics can win game five so we get more NBA. action. Oh, God, I hope not, dude. Why? Uh, Just get it done. Just get it done. <laughs> yeah, give but me, if they, give if me they nuggets, win. heat. Let's get it done. Let's get out of here. Jimmy Butler versus Nikola Jokic. Thank you very much. That's all I want. Stop with this nonsense. It's again. I want the Panthers to sweep tonight, uh, and then I want the Golden Knights to uh, to dispatch of the Stars. Let's just put it to an end there. Let's get to the finals and stop fucking around. Yeah, the problem is if the Celtics lose on Thursday, you go one week. With no games, I think in the NHL, isn't it worse? It, doesn't the Stanley Cup begin June eight, June something? Right, Adam, I'm okay with that. 
Okay. I'm okay with that. Give both. I mean, look, give, give all the teams ample time to rest before the finals. That way, everybody's you know as healthy as we can possibly be. Everybody's there's no there's no distinct advantage. There's no team that's like you know that's been out for eight days and the other team has only been off for two or three. Like we're all in the same boat here. And if if that just means that we miss a, a week of uh, of hockey and and basketball, so be it. We have all this baseball to enjoy. That is true. But eh, it's just, you know, when you enjoy the sport and you know it's near the end and then you're not going to get as many games, it's uh, it's not as exciting. But I, I feel you. At least we do have baseball. We have baseball. There you go. Go for longer walks, man. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> day, no, there's day baseball. So I watch that. There's daytime baseball. Exactly. All right. But yes, we got to get going here, but we thank you all. And as always, he's at Adam Ronis on Twitter. I'm at Roto Buzz Guy on Twitter. Uh, you can always hit us up. If there's a, if there's a topic you want to hear discussed here on the uh, on the Cash It podcast, serve it on up. We got you here. It's a lot of fantasy baseball, but, uh, you know, always happy to talk. We'll, we'll have to start creeping in. Uh, NFL Draft Guide for Fantasy Alarm, the initial launch for the Living Draft Guide, is June 15th, so we'll get Adam uh, talking some football before you know it. In the meantime, that's going to do it for us here on the Cash It Podcast. Thank you so much for liking and subscribing. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender, and we'll catch you next time.